Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Cooper. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Cooper. <laughs> Hi. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, uh, about an hour away, in a town called Fairfield. It's a very weird place. But why, why weird? I don't know, man. Connecticut's weird. I mean, I guess you guys grew up like upstate, which is like similar. People say that's weird too. Like, yeah. yeah. But like, okay. So like Connecticut as a state has the largest wealth gap in the, of any other state in the country. I have, I have read that. Yes. And so like, like obviously Connecticut's known for being super wealthy, but it's also like there's also like Bridgeport, New Haven, Hartford, and like other random little like half city towns that are just like super depressed. Right. Um, so a lot of poverty. Yeah. So it's just like it just makes for an interesting like landscape because obviously it's like you have that in New York or in, yeah, and you have it like you really have it everywhere. Absolutely. But, but drugs, poverty, all yeah. that shit is everywhere. Pretty much. But usually there's a pretty like far. Like, in some places, it's like, okay, you cross the train tracks, and then you're, like, like in the hood or whatever. But, like, most of the time, it's, like, you have the suburbs, and then you have to, like, go an hour and then be, mm-hmm. like, in a city that might have, you know, some sort of... But in Connecticut, it's very much just, like, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like New York a bit. Yeah. Where it's, like, almost block to block. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, it's only different just because it's you go from suburban to urban like very quickly Mm. um so it's like you could be like in the woods in mansions you know what i mean (laughs) like gated community type shit and then like drive five minutes and then be in like the middle of like bridgeport you know like Mm -hmm. weird like depressed city so it's where i grew up is like very much right on that border where i could have like walked five minutes and been in bridgeport like in Mm. sketchy neighborhoods and then driven five minutes and then been in like you know like million dollar home land so like i went to school with a lot of like the people from kind of so were you like like, kind of a metropolitan like area not really i mean not yeah it's it's not it would be a stretch to say that okay but your high school was like bunch of people from neighboring towns kind of because they did like weird zoning things too where Mm -hmm. they would like I guess they they would lobby for to try and like include some of the like you know some kids from Bridgeport to get like funneled into schools that were like also combined with kids that were like more wealthy and whatever. And mm-hmm. so, which is good. That's I mean, actually I yeah. It's that not, I think that. that's nice. It gives like a broader perspective on like what people yeah. are when you're that young. Yeah, especially like. Like, I know some kids who grew up in the suburbs that, like, literally didn't go to school with, like, any black people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there wasn't much at, at our school, honestly. Yeah. Like, maybe 20 in the whole school out of, like, 800 Dude, I talk, or something. I was talking to someone the other day. They are like, I had literally one black kid in my school. Imagine how that fucking like, person felt. Yeah, imagine how that person felt. Yeah. But. So, I don't know. Connecticut's just, like, weird. I, what, I, I always knew I wanted to move here. Mm-hmm. Even when, like, because, like, even the people, like, I I still have friends from back home, for sure, but I definitely was, like, had my foot out the door when I was, like, sophomore, junior year, and I started filming Mm -hmm. a lot, and, like, just, like, would take trips in the city, and then I was, like, okay, I I guess I'm just going to go to school here, because it'll just give me an excuse to be here. You came here a lot. Yeah. 
When I was like a junior and senior in high school, I would pretty much come here. Like, I would either come here or I would go to like New. I started skating in New Haven a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which was would like you take a, the train to yeah. the city and yeah. there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, makes I, sense. I never had a car, so the the Metro North was like like very accessible to yeah. me. So I would either like like when I was younger, when I was like even even as young as like thirteen, I think the first time I ever went to New Haven, like with my friends, I was like thirteen. And it's like a thirty minute train ride, but um, still pretty like, but, like for a thirteen yeah, year old yeah, yeah. kid to like yeah. go without his parents is definitely like yeah. you know, it was a, a big moment. Yeah. Um and uh so I started doing that and then so it's like thirty minutes one way to New Haven and then like an hour and a half the other way to New to York. New York. So then it was like, okay, and then I would start going to New York and then like meeting other kids around and stuff like that. So So how long were you in Connecticut and then like when did you like fully move to New York? Well, I was actually born in Westchester Um, and we we lived there until I was four. We lived in Hastings, um, but then we moved to Connecticut because it it was just cheaper. Yeah, Um, yeah, that area is really expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. Westchester County is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, because like my... My dad worked for the New York Times, and he so very he, cool. We like they actually lived in this neighborhood. They lived in Park Slope. Oh shit! Um, when my brother was born, because my my dad went to Pratt, and my mom like moved is from Ireland and moved here. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, and then they moved to Westchester, and we're renting there. So the house that I lived in when I was born was like we just lived on like the top floor of like someone's hmm. house. Uh, and then, and then we moved to Connecticut when I was four. So from four to eighteen, I lived in Connecticut. So it was like formative years. Yeah. And uh, so in Connecticut, like at what age are you like starting to skate or like seeing Dude, skating as like a thing? Five. Oh wow! You yeah. Started real early. Dude, I the first time I ever rode a skateboard, I was five years old. But I was like, I I I, I always tell people I started skating when I was seven. Because really, I was like, because there is a difference between when yeah, you touch it and like yeah, really do it. Yeah, exactly. Because I like it was like you know like Walmart Veriflex board like <laughs> saw my can't even skate. roll on it. Yeah. Really? yeah, and then like I really wanted to BMX, so mm-hmm. I was like riding my bike a lot, and like I guess you know like at age six, I was like riding my bike around the neighborhood and just like trying to do that. And then I remember my dad was like for my birthday he was like he's like i want to buy you like a bike or a skateboard or something because like you obviously seem really like into this mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> in my head i was like dude i don't know biking's really hard like dude, it's it kind of gnarly, gnarly. It like gnarly yeah just that big piece of machinery yeah. and you're like going off and, and i'm like, like six or seven <laughs> so i'm like i yeah i was like seven at the time i was it was like I was seven and I was about to turn eight. So I was, yeah, and I was like, I don't know, I feel like I should just like try skating again because it seems like more accessible to me mm-hmm. as like a tiny child. Yeah. Um, and uh, we ended up going into the city and my dad bought me a, a World Industries Flame Boy complete from Blades. Cool. <laughs> wow, RIP Blades. I know. Uh, they just closed down like last yeah. year. Last right? year, yeah. I didn't realize they were around for that long. They used to have, yeah. like, the best selection, I felt, too, of, like, 
like shoes and stuff because it like every place is like labor you're getting like bands and like certain brands but there was like more all encompassing yeah yeah i always kind of saw it as a zoomies type of thing but they were like more I hit it. It, like more hit zoomies. It, it was more hit the, yeah. the people that work there are like good skaters too. Yeah. Yeah. who worked there i don't know his name specific the kid there was the dude that goes by like father bob Oh, he worked there? He worked there. I used I to always see him. And then there was another guy. I'm not sure of his name, but like tray flipping like eight stairs. Like yeah. good skateboarder. Like So they would hire. So they would hire real. Because at Zoomies, like that's where we would go upstate. Oh, yeah. Like Because there's nothing else. we couldn't get anything. Nope. Yeah, and it's like the people there know nothing. Like, no, no, no. no. Because yeah. like Seasons is like pretty far. Like that's Albany's pretty far. Yeah, that's a far. Yeah. Especially when you're when we didn't have cars. Yeah. yeah. That's a good no, I don't think I did like, too because Instagram yeah. I didn't even get until I was like. How old are you guys again? I'm 25. 25? Yeah, I'm 23. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm 27. So yeah, it's like the same. When yeah. did you start skating? I started skating really late. I was like 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, because I remember seeing him before I even like knew about skating, like when you were probably like a freshman or something in high school, yeah. like you were skating. Yeah. And I, I didn't even, I was like, yeah, oh shit. Too. That wasn't on my radar at all. Play a lot of soccer. And like basketball growing up uh, but something about sk- i don't know why skating but i just one day was like that's what i want because it's fucking sick yeah i think there was a, <laughs> i think there's something about it it's so funny too your videos were actually one of like the first videos i found that like weren't the really? lyrics and stuff yes so funny. i don't know it's how so it weird happened. how many like i don't know how it happened i don't know how it happened either because <laughs> i have a lot of people tell me they're like dude i grew up watching your videos I'm i like, really what? did i really yeah, did yeah, I honestly get it a lot. My skating perspective changed because of that shit, too. Because that's in the beginning, when I was me. just pushing, like, couldn't do anything, it was, like, the barracks, and that's all I knew. Right. But then it was watching you guys, and it's, like, people that I didn't know at the time, but it's, like, Genesis Evans and, like, Chris right. Millick, and these guys, like, changed my perspective of skating. Like, they were, like, made it look fun. Yeah. Instead of, like, this, like, tedious thing that's, like, trick, 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 trick. So yeah. what, like, so you, okay, so you, you were probably watching, if you started skating when you were 17 or 25. The shrug video. Yeah. The, Dude, that was my, I watched that video a million oh, times. Oh, this one, the rock on? Yeah, video. or, like, the rock yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that a million times. <laughs> yeah, that video's way too long. <laughs> it, it's so, the part where it's just, um, like, I don't know, like, deranged, like, heads and oh like, yeah ben made that dude that i was, had him make because i've never seen make... anything like that i was like this is too crazy for me like it was like <laughs> yeah uh because ben cato made that because he used to make these videos they were called kill your friends and he would just like i used to like, watch those stupid. too yeah yeah and so i was like you should make one for my video and so i we just like we went i went on a trip to la uh with with him justin clady and matt Helitano. Rippers, um, such a funny like parent mashup now. Yeah, um, and uh, we like we stayed with Sage um, at his mom's house, and we stayed with Cruz Mendez mm-hmm. at his mom's house, and we stayed with Jesse uh, Jesse Alba a little bit in Rancho, and we like I remember one. How night, long were you out there for? We were there for like two weeks or something. Okay, cool. We also went to San Diego for a second. Because Justin is from San Diego. Um, but we, like, one day, we just, like, filmed, like, that whole part. We, like, just was, like, one night of us fucking around. Yeah. And I was, like. The, the slappies, like, yeah, oh, yeah. That, like, ridiculous curve. Yeah. And yeah. I was, like, after, what, after we filmed that, I was, like, 
thinking in my head, I was like, this would be really funny to make have Ben just take all this footage and just like let him have <laughs> do whatever he wants, and yeah. then I'll just whatever it is, I'll just put it in the yeah. video. I think that was like I don't think that was the first video I saw of yours, but that was like one that I've just come back to a bunch to even like watch parts. It was really like my only full length video that I Yeah, made. how long did that that video must I mean it's what like an hour and a half? That was a lot yeah. of footage. It's well it's funny, it's like the the video itself is like just over an hour and then there's like twenty to twenty five minutes at the end where I just like put a bunch of random shit. Like there's like credits and then like there's just like just extra footage so like the actual like the video on youtube mm. is an hour and 30 but it's you know the video is like an hour and like did you take that video off no it got taken it off. got taken off. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, i have to dig to find it's that back up it's I actually saw, back on i did see it yeah and i you know what did it um i had because it's like all the obviously it's because of music, music. Right? Mm-hmm. the the song that right. did it was gigantic by the pixies Really? Every other just track, because it was like a bigger record. Or something? Yeah, I don't know. I be it's because you have like, like Devo's. Like you have. Like I know. Big yeah, there's like Devo and, and there's Ween and there's like, but there's fucking like. Uh, remember, Giorgio wanted me to use like a Black Keys song, and I really regret that. I really don't like that band. Um, wait, hold on. Give me one sec. You're totally yeah. fine. Hello. Talk about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll get back to there. Yeah. Um, um. So how? So with the video, right? Um. Like how long did you know you were gonna film for a full video, or did it just? Yeah, it was like, and it only like that was when I was like peak. Like I was like that was just like all I cared about was like filming, 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 and I had like there was a bunch of people. There's so many fucking people in that. There's video. so crazy. many people. Like even the yeah. one clips because you felt like my mind like Stu Curse when he was still living in L.A. Yeah, that's what I met right? him. Like, I met him on that. Trip yeah, there's like LA. random. And there's just, like there's edits. Like I made an edit at Stoner Park from that trip. That's yeah. like all of it's like. Stu and Sage and Sean and like all my friends from Vegas, like Daniel and and Robert Blazik and like yeah, like like all of those guys and like yeah, it's so funny to like look back at that video now as like a cool little like time capsule. Dude, it's the best shit for for me. It's like because I I started to learn about like Supreme mm-hmm. and like those guys like having that specific funnel, mm-hmm. but I like seeing how you film them. Yeah, it's pretty Because it was so different. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I like seeing Aiden Mackey doing a dorky line. Yeah. He's doing like switch back heels and he's like young. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even conceptualize that. Even it's the like way, very different. Even the way that me and Ben would like film together and like that, that, that whole part. Yeah. Like, like, because Ben, like Ben kind of has two brains in that way where like, like I, I and I love both of them. Like so dearly because I the the type of parts he makes now are so great. Like that new so party really, came out. Yeah, that new one was so like nuts. Yeah, yeah. and it's that very it's very insane. calculated. He's mm-hmm. very 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 particular about like what he's skating yeah. and like how he's doing it and like how you know what I mean. Like not even necessarily like like it, you know it's it gets trick selection and it's spot selection, but it's very much like based in like the fact that he is doing it there at that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, that whole part is filmed in Manhattan, which is, like, kind of insane. Yeah. And it's filmed almost entirely in downtown. 
which I don't think a lot of people because I brought that up to people I'm like isn't it cool they like filmed the whole part like downtown yeah. and people are like wait did he though and I'm like yeah like every like there's some midtown tricks mm-hmm. and there's like I what spots that I don't recognize but look like they're somewhere in the LES or like I don't know where that you know that like rail that he like smith grinds that's like on top of a wall, kind of. Yes. That yeah. Looks, yeah. Where yeah. is that? It looks pretty high. I don't know. I don't know where that is. Is that? That's like in the LES somewhere, right? Like I've never been to that spot, but yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, like I feel like it's all very calculated in that way, where a lot of like people aren't like doing that really, except it's for very him. like powerful too. Yeah. Yeah. He's and it's just like, like big shit. It's just conceptual in a way that just like shows intention and a lot like not that like you have to do that, but like. It just—it's nice and refreshing when when someone just like has like a very very clear idea about what they want to do and what they want to make, and then right. like executes it, yeah. and then it's you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. obviously, like most people, like every part that comes out now is very like random, you know. And I think people, it's like you know, which is normal. Like I'm gonna try and film as many tricks as I can and make a part, you know, which is very like. And you kind of do it as you go. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, like, how I would film a part. Yeah. But um, I think it's, yeah, it just makes I feel like better. with him, he just looks at stuff differently, too. And yeah. he has certain things that, like, I think other skaters probably at that caliber are like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Which is cool, because he's not doing, like, he doesn't have to do, like, flip and flip out to get that representation yeah he can like, like that yeah. 50 wally he does in like the more recent like um i think that's fa video or hockey video like yeah or just like the board slide on the pole yeah 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 right exactly like, just what? like, like <laughs> why and like where is he coming up because most people are not looking to do those tricks yeah it's almost like see. a little max palmer yeah thing, it like, definitely yeah. yeah i mean just a little tap it's more it's like, it's like so sick yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, brolic yeah. max palmer yeah, yeah, yeah like he is brolic. Brolic. he's like popping yeah. his board like 20 feet up yeah, yeah. and he yeah. just you know he has a very specific style oh yeah but like bring it back to like like how him and i film parts hey come here hi buddy <laughs> 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 you leave that in there yeah. Um, that was a cat. <laughs> um, it was very, like, like he rarely films lines. I don't think there's a single... There Actually, there's maybe, like, two lines in it, in his part. And both of them involved him in, doing in your a fly video? crown. No, in, in his new part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both of them involved him just doing a fly crown 360 flip and then the trick. Yeah. But, like, in... He loves Nolly Heels, I notice. Yeah. And, he loves and front the, smiths. Yeah. That man did so many front yeah. smiths in that part. I yeah. think I counted it at, like, 16 or something. Yeah. Something crazy like that. But if you think about, like, thinking about the clips of, like, shit that him and I filmed together that's in that part, it's a lot of, like, not necessarily, like, long-form lines, but most of that part is lines. Yeah. yeah. Like, opening opening line, well, he has, like, two intros, which is just, like, stupid. Amazing. The, the, the game. Bit, the know, game. That's but so, outside of that. So good. The, so like, good. The first line is, like, and also, he was the first person I ever seen do, like, legit slappies on ledges but he does that opening line where he does slappy real ledges yeah yeah. slappy up onto the ledge crossover um what is he er yeah 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 slappy up onto the ledge crossover front slappy 180 oh wait no 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 what is it 
there's like a switch. Oh no, he starts off switch 50180, back sloppy up onto it, front sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like three trick line. And there's a lot of that kind of thing where, or like Marcus Garvey, I think he does like 180 over a can and then like switch 50 through the bump and then like a fakey 360 flip on flat. You know, or like mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't like, I feel like that part that he and I filmed together is really the only part that's like that I like one, that yeah. where he's doing that kind of thing yeah there's I remember one where he's like oh my god what was that clip he does something and then he's bombing a hill switch and he switch yeah. wheelies the and then he bombs the rest of it switch yeah that, that was sick yeah. I've never I didn't even see people skate switch like that yeah before okay, he was like so comfortable yeah. yeah 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 it's pretty cool um yeah, and like, just so there's a lot of like hill bomb lines too yep, in that. Yep. There's actually some that I cut out because they were like, they were sort of similar. Like, he does one where he does like a really, really long board slide to like 5 0 out and then like back through to have a curve and then like bombs a hill, just like turns around and bombs a hill switch. Like, <laughs> I don't know, anyway. But yeah, so it's, it's cool to like him and I have talked about like filming another part like that, just mm-hmm. like for. I don't know, for whatever. Yeah. But it would probably eventually be for some, like a Vans part or something. But Yeah, would you film at HD? Um, probably, I guess. I don't know. I really like how you film HD. Thank you. I like how you film, like, fisheye HD a lot. Thank you. Like, in the, in the Ether video, mm-hmm. even that opening line of Stefan, mm-hmm. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just try to pretend like it's a VX, which I think a mm. lot of people don't. That's what, because I had an extreme for a while, and then I ended up regretfully now because they're worth so much money. But I sold it. It was like scratched, and so I just sold it for like I'm embarrassed to tell how much I sold it for, but because it was like nothing. <laughs> and I, but I, but I got like a I modded a, a Mark One Intermediate. I don't know if you know or familiar with no, that. no. It was like a very. Uh, underutilized lens that came out for like the x2100s um and it was like a it's basically just like a larger mark one but it has the same you know it's like mark ones are kind of flat on the front they're less like the mark twos were more like it's like really rounded yeah yeah it has more of that shape and so it it has more of like a natural barrel distortion kind of like a mark one so anyway i like modded one so that's what i use now i don't actually have an extreme i have that Hmm. but it looks pretty much just as good and it's it feels much more like i'm using a vx yeah and so i just try to basically pretend like it's not any different yeah because i don't really like people don't like think about this kind of stuff anymore but definitely when i started filming like when skate perception was really big it was like you can't cut heads and like you know what i mean yeah. like that kind of whole yeah, thing yeah of course like, you got to get the full scope of yeah this it has to be perfect and i just was like very like i a lot of the videos that I well I was mostly influenced by um, a friend of mine Aaron Randy who I don't know if you know who that is but mm-hmm. he was like basically like my my like first five years of or like my you know my formative years of filming was like basically just me copying him hmm. you know if I'm being real because um, he would, I mean we all do that yeah, shit. like yeah that's when we start finding who we are yeah exactly and so like I just love the way that he filmed and he would always like make these skate park edits um and i would yeah which you did too and i which loved, I, did forever, I loved yeah. all of those because for me at so a time when i wasn't going to the city it yeah. was like cool to see those spots you do like 
Jenny's day off or yeah, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like that shit made me like skating more. I was like, oh, it's this fun. is fun. Yeah. Like this isn't like these big parts that I was seeing on Thrasher or like whatever it yeah, was. No, it was just like, like it was like, like, literally like it felt like me and my friends or something. Yeah. yeah, it was very influential, definitely. Yeah, it's one day of filming and you can like fuck around. I mean, I've talked about this before, but like like making those skate park edits is really like formative because you get to film a lot in a very short period of time, mm-hmm. but you also, it's very low risk. Like if yeah. you fuck something up, nobody yeah. cares because you're like at a skate park. It's not like yeah. someone's doing a ham, like some street trick yeah. for a part and they like, if you fuck up the filming, they're film it weird, like in a yeah, way that yeah, yeah. they're going to be like, what the fuck? You know, like yeah. it's, you're just like filming like a shit ton of stuff and you can just like fuck around. And so I just ended up like, trying a bunch of like weird shit all the time because mm-hmm. I could and, it, and then I definitely like just developed a way of filming that. and you made like iPhone edits too right so yeah, yeah those were great too I, yeah. I liked all of those <laughs> or even before I actually didn't get an iPhone until like pretty late but I would film on the like I, I had this like shitty Windows phone that I made a lot yeah. of like those videos on Dude, they're all awesome. Like, I from that stemmed out to finding like that kind of all of those guys around you even made videos. So it was like really cool to like find a community yeah. of like skating that was just uh, different than this more corporate, I guess, skating. Yeah, or just like yeah, like part based. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Company. Yeah. Back videos yeah. better. Because I like the barracks, like. I, I don't it know, like when off the grids and shit. I used to yeah. love like it was that it's that day thing where it felt more real mm-hmm. than just like seeing the finished product. Yeah, but even parts now, like, and that, I guess it was like a, it was more of a later thing when the internet really started rolling. But just like everything is very much like internet part now, where like mm-hmm. one person puts out a part on Thrasher, and then it's usually just like. It's just like, I don't know. It's very, like, it's very repetitive now. It is. Um, Well, there was a point where I remember all of us, like, would know every part that came out. Like, we would chat about it. Like, we were hyped. Now it's like, I don't don't fucking know. I don't don't even watch skating like that anymore because it's hard. Yeah. It's It's like you said. It's like, even on Instagram, people are dropping parts. I know. So it's like, how do I even keep up with something like this? Yeah, it's really, it's a different time now. Yeah. It's fully different. Um, I remember when, when Cherry had come out, uh, I like, credits are zoom in, and you have like filming credits. Do you remember what you filmed? Yeah, it was, it was like a couple things. Actually, the funniest, the, the coolest thing that I filmed for that is actually not a skate clip. I filmed that clip where um, Sean and Sage are talking to that old um, Asian guy. Yeah, and he's yeah. Like, You're so beautiful. Oh, that's you. Oh, that I filmed that clip. That clip is yeah. awesome. They're like all very like sweet yeah. with one another. I know. It was yeah, weird. it's like a very wholesome moment. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, that's like on Bill's block, or like right. I don't know if he moved recently, but yeah, he that like. Where he, I was like literally down the street. He's like, you're so beautiful, like a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a girl. So beautiful. Like he's like shook <laughs> yeah. physically. It's so funny. Yeah. But then, yeah, and then a couple like, couple clips of mostly Sage and Sean and Ben. Okay. And Just because you were like naturally around those guys. Yeah. I mean, it was like there was definitely, 
I didn't have that camera at that time, and Bill was actually like lending me the camera to because those are serious down. money, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I ended up buying one. You know, that's mm-hmm. like what I have now. But mm-hmm. when I this was in like 2013, um, and I was like still in school, and like I didn't really like I was only working enough to like survive, and I was yeah, living with my have mom. Bread to the- <laughs> Yeah. $2,000 camera. So. Yeah, exactly. So he was just letting me use it. And I definitely, like, there was definitely, like, a chance or, like, an op- like a point in time where I was, like, I guess, like, if I really wanted to right now, I could probably just quit school and just, like, do this full time. And, yeah. like, I'm sure, like, I obviously have, like, the window to do it. And mm-hmm. if I want to take advantage of it, I can. This is in college? Or- yeah. yeah. So this is, yeah, this is, like, when I'm, like, a freshman, sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed like a I don't know. It seemed like it would have been too like impulsive to like drop out of school. Yeah, yeah, that. absolutely. Especially because I had been filming skating for so long at that point, and I knew like I I love filming, and I will always love filming, and I mm-hmm. probably will probably keep doing it for as long as I can. But I don't know. I just was like worried that it was going to become like too like one track. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, all these people talk about it all the time. They're like, what am I gonna do after, like skating, or like, what am I gonna yeah. do after? You know, they get so burnt out just yeah. doing one thing always. And I'm like already in school, and I'm already like doing that, and so I'm thinking a lot about stuff outside of skateboarding, and mm-hmm. like, I'm like, this it just seems like a bad idea. I mean, it, it would it definitely would have been cool, but. Of course. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I'm glad if I that I did or not. I'm not really sure, but I don't know. I like where I'm at now, yeah. so I can't complain. Because, um, so, like, um, the word on the street, like, Berry Street specifically. Berry Street. Was that, like, Supreme kind of gave you the nod to maybe be, like, a main filmer for them? Um, it was never, it was never, like, t- I never talked to anyone at Supreme, but I, it was, like, that's kind of what I mean about like with Bill. It was like Bill was very much like if like he was lending me my camera to go film these guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I had like the opportunity was there if I wanted to take it, but I just never like humored it. Like right. if I if I had like like I said, if I had dropped out of school and and like bought a camera and like just started doing it and like had approached Bill and like this is something I want to do like and I'm gonna like do it like and you're I, good I, at it too yeah, I, yeah. it probably yeah. like that's probably what I would be doing now right um, but it was never like like I'm that's all just like a presumptuous of me to say like it was never like, it's never like actually talked like about a hard offer yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah. never yeah it was never talked about mm-hmm. but yeah right. but you were always even around those guys naturally because yeah. i remember the loner video which was the first time i ever heard even daniel johnson oh, i yeah. never even heard that name oh before. yeah i think that's funny that i have a and daniel johnson bag and you I do yeah yeah just, and, the, and the um and the sage video yeah they're right. like you guys are young as hell dude like, he's like 14 or 15 all those kids when i met those kids they were 14 years old like yeah. what i when I met, I think I met Aiden first, and I remember meeting him because he would skate with this guy Mike Williams, um, and he like a kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was young too. I was like eighteen, but or nineteen maybe. But he's like li- he was like literally fourteen, and all those kids were, and I was like, 
but they were good. Like, yeah, they were, yeah, they were, they were real good. Yeah. yeah, even then you could tell, and um, they were cool. Like it was sick, and yeah. now, you know, like I love all those guys. Yeah, so, so it was like cool. To, yeah, because it was it was natural then for like for you always to you probably just around them to like yeah. film and stuff. Because that's the much. most fun. Yeah. You hear skaters talk about all the time and they're like, oh, this photographer came out with me or this filmer and like, it's like a weird vibe. Yeah. But like y'all, y'all are actually friends. So that's kind of cool. I think that, yeah, I mean, that's part of the point, I think, with like, especially for a company like Supreme, for example, where, I mean, my hat's off to Bill for like forming relationships with all these people like pretty consistently. Like he's Mm -hmm. good at doing that. Mm -hmm. Very personal, I guess, yeah. Um, but I think, like, you know, they, they're aware that a lot, that this isn't just, like, it's not just, like, okay, you're gonna go out with, like, this dude, you know what I mean? Like, they know that there, like, needs to be a relationship there for this to, like, work. Yeah, like, those guys aren't gonna... Yeah, like, there's a reason that Johnny is, like, like, the filmer for those people, because, like, he grew up with them, you know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. And then, like, that, so that relationship is very natural. Again, in the same way where it was, like, for me, like, I was already skating with Sage and, and Sean and Aiden and them. And, like, so Bill was, like, okay, you're already here. Like, you're good You're good at filming. Like, there's no, like, there's no reason why. Like, th- like this is the chemistry that Yeah, there's no reason to force their, someone in exactly. just to, to ruin that when yeah. you're already good at what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, I, yeah, I mean, that's important. I think with doing anything collaborative and filming skateboarding is collaborative. Yeah. It's 100% collaborative. Do people, uh, I'll see your name in like credits of other stuff too. Like are, do people just hit you up for, for clips? Like how does that work? Um, well, I don't know. Like what in particular? <laughs> I don't have like a video in mind, but like in certain John Wilson or like certain edits and stuff, like. I've seen your like yeah. name in the credits. So is that just like they'll know you you were like out one day or something and it'll be like Well it'll be yeah, or like if someone makes a video and then like it it'll it'll probably usually be the skater and then they'll be like, mm-hmm. Oh, can I get the that footage that for sense. this video or that something? Makes sense. And then, yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, uh what's your shit cam? My oh, that's a secret. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna spill it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um in the in, in, your, <laughs> in your fancy lad interview uh you said that you kind of want to go back to vx do you think you're gonna make that jump uh well i did already or you did bit. in the the jankum or not jankum i'm sorry uh, skate john skate john yeah so that came out i don't know i just started using it again because it's fun i love that camera yeah um i don't i mean i i don't really have a plan to like do either like in i don't know i guess like i've just been using the vx because i feel like it is really where that's at but i'll probably start filming hd again there's a chance i might get another hd setup because um richard do you know richard quintero is oh the name sounds super familiar but i don't i was just on a like like i was filming a thing with him and he like showed me the setup he has that's like a this small sony camera with like a whatever just this other setup that like looks really good and i'm like fuck maybe i should just sell my hpx and do that Mm -hmm. um but dude it's i'm definitely like glad i don't film with the extreme anymore though but 
It does look really good. I do sometimes wish that I still had it because it it looks really good. What of your stuff like was filmed on it? If I with with the extreme or with yeah. um like a lot of footage in ether. Okay. I like I changed lenses like halfway through when when me and Steven finished that. So Okay. Um like uh like those Max Carson clips and stuff? Yeah, there's like random like I would have, you'd have to go clip for clip. Okay. So um, it, it was like you were kind of experimenting between the two? Yeah. Well, it's just like I had an extreme because I got one and then I was using it and then I was over it and then I got the Mark One Intermediate. And so there's just, but we were just like, then we made that video and then I had, we, I just had footage of both. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty hard to tell the difference if you're not like. I, could, I definitely could not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I went with it because yeah. I was like, this looks good enough and it's so much easier to film with because it's not this like. Have you ever held that setup before? No, is that the one Have where it's boxy? Is that the one where it's like literally like? Well, it's dude the, it, the with lens, the big sturdy like. Dude, the lens is so big and heavy that it requires a rail system yeah. under it to yeah. support it, or else it'll just rip the front end off. So you're it's skating literally with like, it's literally a piece of glass. Like I shit you not, this big. <laughs> oh my god! It's huge, dude. It's so fucked. And I would, I felt really weird using it. That's what Bill films on. Yeah, that's yeah, like what everyone. Big, yeah. yeah, like pretty much everyone uses that setup. That's, that's like the standard now. Mm-hmm. Logan, Lara, all yeah, that, yeah, yeah, word. and Johnny and stuff. Um, and it's like, dude, it's crazy because I, I, I definitely would like. I felt weird about having that camera, like especially because you like going to sketchy neighborhoods and you're like, dude, I was like giant. It's very like, yeah, it's like screaming at you. Yeah, you're like <laughs> rob me. You know, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um, and how much is just the lens, dude? The okay, this is a whole other thing because brand new, um, that lens is twenty seven hundred dollars. Now they're not making it anymore. Oh, and so people they're... are selling. Dude, my roommate Marcus had one, and he sold his for six grand. Whoa, Jesus Christ! Because all these probably big filmers yeah. are like, "Let me get." Like, yeah. Wow. That's, that's a car. Very, that's a car. That's insane. That's a car. That's, that's more insane. expensive than my car. Yeah, that's like a real like yeah. nice car. Yeah. It's oh my so god! Fucking crazy, dude. So um, that's why I regret selling my extreme. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just it was involved. I what I should have done was just bought the Mark One Intermediate and just held on to the lens. To, yeah, in case you it would have been so know. much. And I I did consider doing that, but it was like again, I'm not like made of fucking money. I was like, <laughs> if I'm gonna spend another like few hundred bucks on this other lens, like I can't really afford to just like just keep, keep it on the back. Like I'm very thankful that I was able to get the lens without having to sell my VX. I'm yeah. really glad I was I I held on to that because um, I would have been really because the VX's are pretty sought after too yeah I don't know I have no idea what they're worth anymore I'm not sure I remember seeing on eBay like 800 maybe but I don't I don't okay. really know that seems like about the same I'm really curious what the Mark 1's go for now because they probably also have jumped because they're also not being the problem is Century Optics basically just like I think they they just stopped manufacturing stuff when COVID happened. Um, they they didn't go to business, but they like halted operation on like all of those lenses. Yeah. Um, so that's why they skyrocketed like crazy. I have a I have a question for you that I don't I'll think I'll cut it. I just want to ask you just personally. 
I've always thought of like you and I don't know the name of the guy that works that does Lurk NYC. Nick Von Orzovitz. But you guys as like pipelines for skaters. Like I feel like you guys film people and they blow. Like it's kind of yeah. crazy. I mean, like I wonder how he feels. I've always wondered how you feel with that. I think I've never really gotten that before. I've definitely heard of people saying that about Nick. And almost to I like I've heard well, I definitely from like Nick's perspective, I've definitely heard of like him kind of like like people kind of coming up with him and filming with him and then kind of like ditching him. You know what I mean? That's how that's I, I don't I didn't know if it was that way, but that's how it seems. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it from like I've definitely heard that of him before and I, and I think that's kind of true. Like, I think he kind of feels that way. Um, and I definitely like feel like that sucks to have that happen. Yeah. Um, like I would definitely consider myself like that too, just based on like, just like if I, if I kept filming the amount that I was filming and kept doing what I was doing yeah. again, it would probably would have been, like I had opportunities again to like, do dude, you were that. filming a lot of people so, and a lot of people now that are like yeah. regarded as like great, great yeah. skateboarders. So. But I, I kind of more was like, I, I don't really like they kind of like people would like you know then they start you know people that like started skating for Supreme then it's like it becomes a job you know and mm-hmm. so I don't think of it like that. Right, You'd but I definitely keep a distance from yeah something like that yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, it's it would I could definitely like say like yeah like yeah no it was it was me like I I walked away you know what I mean or just yeah. like be like have pride or something yeah yeah I didn't know if you I would think feel that, like that, I mean if I am if I am being honest I definitely like held back a little bit on my end more so like and I know that might sound like egotistical or something I don't know was that I don't huh? was that because of school at the time or was it yeah or just like yeah pretty much because I was in school and I was like I don't want to drop what were you in school, school for for photography oh okay yeah and I work as a printer now I've been working as a printer for like six years awesome. so, where do you uh where do you print uh it's called my own color lab it's a lab that's been around since like the 80s um, but my boss bought the business in 2002 and then like introduced digital and stuff and we're really one of the only like public color darkroom rental places left <laughs> like in the world there's really only a handful left um, which is cool it's not like a super lucrative thing per se but we like really love it and we like to keep it going because it's just like it's we just don't want to see it die. And there's there's been a resurgence in color darkroom printing. I think a lot of people don't even think it like exists or like have any idea about it. Yeah. Even like when I graduated, or actually I started working there the year before I graduated, but I when I started at SVA, they had gotten rid of their color printing facilities, which I was really bummed about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even actually learn how to color darkroom print until I started working there. Damn. And and now obviously I've been doing it since, but um it's yeah we get a lot of random people come in and who are who try it for the first time and then it's not actually that hard to do it's just rare because it pretty much requires that you have a a chemical processor Mm -hmm. because the chemicals are really like they just have to be very precise and they're kind of they're a lot more dangerous than just like regular black and white Mm -hmm. chemicals so it's better that they're contained in a 
thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people just don't want to like operate processors anymore. So that's kind of why they died out. But printing black, like I'm, I don't know if you guys have any experience in photography. Have you ever printed black? Oh, the homie Jonah uh-huh. that just dipped out. He he's been doing it on his own. Like made a dark room in college in his Sick. closet. Like yeah, yeah, he yeah. really loves all that shit. I've Sick. never done it personally, but yeah, it's very cool. Very like like artisan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like a crazy craft and a weird specific skill to have. But yeah, I mean, but black and white darkroom is much more accessible because you can do it in trays. Like you could you could set up a, a black and white darkroom in your bathroom if you wanted mm-hmm. to, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because the, the chemistry is a lot easier to get. Um, and again, it's a lot easier to do. Like you just set it up in trays and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so I've been working there for six years and I'm like a printer by trade really yeah. at this point yeah so you gained a skill that yeah. you might not have if you had given everything up for skating yeah yeah like um yeah i mean we do so uh, we do darker printing but we we make our money doing like like fine art printing and retouching and stuff mm-hmm. so i i work with artists a lot photographers mostly um and we you know work on images and make prints like massive you know prints for exhibitions and for that kind of thing and yeah. do like or like file prep for books and stuff like that so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. you still have do you work five days a week yeah you still find time to film though because yeah. <laughs> uh it's kind you, of insane. you made like heady mental was yeah. a big long part you had made a long part in a long time yeah it was uh basically my i have i consider myself as making like four videos there's the the there's this video yeah rock on that that shall not be named um there's and then i made a um kind of a follow-up video um that was only like 20 uh uh, the three videos i made after are all like 20 minute long videos okay one of them is called flaming thumbs up sticker <laughs> that one is so good i've seen that one a million times yeah and uh, so i made that was like my like the next video i made after that video and then and then ether i made with steven we like co-made that and like yeah because it he edited it it says in the yeah credits they of they were like mostly like behind a lot of the idea and a lot of the like a lot of the music choices is yeah, it opens up with like a boy harsher song right? yeah yeah, we we love that because like they skate phenomenally. Yeah, like in all their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to, yeah. to learn Especially that they like, edited it. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, we like. I mean, it's yeah. It was like so. I filmed most of it because it was all on my camera. And then because I was working a lot and in school, like I would sometimes give them my camera, and then um, and then we edited it like together on my laptop. But a lot of it was like yeah. A lot of the ideas were were for the edits were with steven and yeah. uh we watched that video like all together we were hyped yeah. on <laughs> that the, yeah because i watched the, it all together at the at zaves because at the we time at the time we like were all listening to boy harsher uh-huh. and uh-huh. so like you use was that motion what song was that i can't even remember i, remember. I forgot they're, they're, they're upstate though that's an upstate connection they're from like woodstock but like all oh, right yeah even my even my girlfriend who like doesn't fuck with watching skating like that yeah. was like this is sick yeah yeah, it's a good bit. yeah. yeah. it was yeah it turned out really good and a lot of yeah i mean it, it definitely like sparked a lot of 
buzz. Like people really like that video a lot for good reason. Yeah. Um, and then heady mental mm-hmm. was more recent. Yeah, that I made. Basically, it was just like I was gonna try and make an even longer video, and then actually, no, maybe it was like I think I actually just started. I I had it very like. I wanted to use very specific songs. Like that song at the end is this band called Spy vs. Spy. Um, you have a super eclectic music taste. I literally like, you <laughs> post like bands all the time. I have no idea. You have such a deep music taste. Basically, okay, if I'm being real, my my main motivation for still making skate videos is it's to, put to music. use music. It's so funny. That's, yeah. so, that's cool. I like it. Because like I yeah. very much, like, dude, music in skate videos sucks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah, it's and like. That's how we find so many songs. Oh, yeah. We'll like, yeah, when we'll, I was a we kid, have camaraderie dude. over songs because it'll be in a park. Yeah. Yeah. And like, dude, that's like growing up. It was like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and skate videos. Yeah. That's like how, like my, how all of my music, like, you know, like formative music. Yeah. Uh, tastes were formed yeah and like i i don't feel like that anymore with even with videos that i like like yeah. i'm not looking to skate video i think the i think there's like in literally in the last like like maybe the last five to arguably 10 years maybe not that long but like five to seven years where i heard a song in a skate video and was like oh this song's sick i've never heard of this band i don't want to find out yeah. was like that like happened once and i actually don't remember what the video is and, and i've been trying to remember what it is so if anyone can let me know but it's in the band, comments in the comments um there's a uh this band dirt nap that okay. i that i really like now and it was like so, i don't that's why i'm like i don't even know i can't believe i can't remember what the video was yeah. like but it was, yeah, and, uh, they're a Dirt Nap Series band. For me, band. I don't have music knowledge like that. So you might think certain shit might be low brow, maybe. Right. But, like, if I hear, like, Mayhem in a Johnny right. Wilson edit or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, what is that? Because yeah. I didn't know. I guess part of it is, so, like, yeah. yeah. I guess part of it is that, like, I do, like, I I just became, like, I mean, I've, I've always been obsessive over music. Mm. Like, since like listening to Blink One Eighty Two in elementary school, you know what I mean. Like I just like definitely like music is like top for me, mm-hmm. um, and um, but definitely in the last like seven or so years, I started listening to a lot more of what I listen to now, um, and just and also finding a very very like lacking. Uh, use of it in skate videos like yeah. people are not maybe a little bit more so now but people aren't really using like emo or like that kind of like flavor of hardcore mm-hmm. or even really hardcore in general in skate videos yeah, like people are now so. a little bit yeah, and it's like a little bit of a, a spike yeah in trend think- and every once in a while you'll like watch a video from like from you know like from 10 or so years ago and you'll be like, oh well there's like like oh wow they use like a like, like I actually had no idea until like more in more recent time that like there's a Mark Johnson part to the Promise Ring in the four one one video. You know, actually four one one used to use a lot of random like Jade Tree band like Promise Ring and like Jets to Brazil and 
like stuff like that. But um, but I never even really realized it. You would love our friend Luke. <laughs> yeah. He knows like all music. Yeah. Shit. Y'all do a geek out. He's on really him. into emo, especially. Yeah, Sick. y'all do a geek out on one of those. Yeah, I feel like with skating now, like people know like what's in quotes sick. So with the music, there's almost like a formula. Exactly. Where it's like they use a little bit of each thing. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, hit, like, and then it becomes say, a thing. Yeah. And like, like not okay, to say names, but like, like, like Supreme, but they were like doing it. But like yeah. even Melody and like certain things like, oh, yeah. like you, they kind of know what's going to hit. So they just do it. Yeah. Where like Heady Mental is like, and this is no offense. Like sometimes no, the music is as hard to listen to. Yeah. I, and I, but it's, I take that as a compliment because <laughs> I'm definitely like. I'm, like I'm at a point where I'm so frustrated with it that I'm like I'm like I'm like begging for people that just hate the music. You know, I'm like I'm like really trying <laughs> you to actually use music. like the music. Oh, You're I not love just it. doing yeah, it yeah. to get this like, good like, reception. If like the more I love a song and the more other people hate, like the farther that disparaging like difference is, like the more successful it is for me mm-hmm. as a pick. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like where I'm like, because I again I'm just sick. Because I think part of what frustrates me is that people are, like, people-pleasing in a lot of ways. Where, again, it's sort of, like, a lot of people are picking stuff because they they already know it's going to land. And they know the image it's going to create for them. Exactly. They're like, we're going to be the dope ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, been done already, yeah. so they know it'll work. Exactly. Like, or just even, like, even if the song hasn't been, again, like, dystopia or, like, mayhem or, like, whatever. It's, like, they kind of, like a lot of these bands kind of come out or not come out they've existed obviously but i mean like in a sense where they become trendy Mm -hmm. and then like so even if they're not specifically used in a skate video it's like you know we we like we receive information in so many different ways the internet now that it's like again you can know that people like dystopia before like using an escape video or or whatever so and i believe certain people like like when uh, Ben Cato skates to a certain song, you know, and he's got the patches and like it's the whole yeah. fit. I know that that's him because Ben is a, uh, is like me in that sense. He is right, completely like I believe obsessive him. over music. Yeah, I believe he's very him. Meticulous. He's and very meticulous. A lot of that. Yeah. yeah, like I he, believe him, but I don't feel that way about yeah, other. He you digs. Know. You know what I mean? He spends time sifting and looking for music, like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, you can always tell when someone does or if they're just sort of picking up on, like, what's cool or whatever. absolutely. Um, And, like, yeah, I just, like, I just spend so much time, like, looking for music and, like, digging and trying to find stuff that... Not because I'm, like, for literally no other reason than I'm just, like, enjoying it. Like, I just want to find more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not because I'm, like, I'm not looking for it. for other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know... Yeah. I'm just like I just get obsessive in that way and yeah. I'm like, oh shit's good. I got And then like it. and then in the heady video it's like six minutes of curb footage or something right. over that. Amazing. The like montage that, yeah, I yeah. like that. <laughs> so it was cool that you like brought it back. Because yeah. I feel like that like made me feel like your older videos. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of monuments in there, right? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's like a, so good. Okay, it's so like, there is like there was kind of a conceptual idea behind that. It was um even even down to the music choice. So um, my friend Eddie was made. So I don't know if you've seen that video on my channel called Shitty It. It's all that like oh, yeah. that high eight footage, and it's also kind of like a full length. It's like ten or fifteen minutes or something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that, that whole video came about because I didn't even really film like any of that. It was mostly filmed by Eddie and he was going <laughs> to, this is funny, um, retelling this. He was going to make, uh, a video with that footage to the Blink-182 EP, uh, They Came to Conquer Uranus. It's mm -hmm. a three song EP <laughs> and he was just going to like make the, play it full through. yeah, like three songs. It's like, uh, I think it's. I think the order is Zulu, Waggy, and Wrecked Him, and it was just going to be like, as if you're listening to the EP, and then it's like a, a montage over it. Um, and then the, literally, <laughs> the only reason he didn't make it is because Frankie Villani skated to a Blink-182 song in whatever... Oh, he said, screw it. And he was like, fuck that, dude. Fuck that, dude. Like, fuck it. I'm not making this video. And I was like, what are you going to do with all the footage? He's like, I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I don't give a fuck. Take it. I was like, I was like, can I just make? I'll be like, why don't I just make a video out of it? And he's like, sure, I don't care. It wasn't even the Blink song. It was just a Blink song. He just used a Blink song. I don't even remember what <laughs> one he used. So is. many Blink songs. I know, but he was just like, and it's funny to that effect where I almost like appreciate him for just like being that like, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, not like you just fucking like stole it or That's something. So funny. You know? Yeah. It's kind of insane, but it's like it's kind of funny in that way too. Yeah. He's got a funny Instagram presence. Yeah. Yeah. He's Definitely. a if it's the guy I'm thinking about, he's a good skater. Yeah, Eddie's sick. Yeah, he's a good skater. Really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then I just made a, a video out of it. But um, the reason for that that I bring it up is because the, um, the end of the video is basically like we were just skating monument for like, we've been skating monument a lot over the past, mm. whatever, like three or four years. Um, and so like a lot of the footage is from monument. And so I just made, I put all the monument footage together at the end of the video and I edited it too. And I hate myself song. And so I was filming a lot at monument HD also so I was like, okay, I just put that video out where it's like the the video ends with a monument montage to I Hate Myself. Mm. And I had this whole idea for the intro of the video, of Heady Mental to like that whole thing where I like walk up the stairs and go into it was like an idea I had had for like years. Yeah. And it was specifically to that song that I used and which is also by I Hate Myself. So I was like, it would be funny to like have, have it be like this thing where it's yeah. like, Shitty it ends at Monument to I Hate Myself, and now Heady Mental begins at Monument to I Hate Myself. Mm -hmm. Like, as, like, a mirror thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. So that's that's how that happened. So the the technically, like, the, there's that intro where I'm, like, walking up the stairs, and then the whole, like, first part where that entire song, the rest of the song is, is just, like, a Monument montage. Yeah. It's just, like, a bunch of random shit, but yeah. it's all at Monument. I just, I love it, because, like, We've been all like skating curbs a lot. Yeah. Honestly, over COVID, it was like couldn't even go to like our park, our local park, and like certain things like that. So we just like skated a curb every day. Mm -hmm. So like to see curb clips is like we get like hyped on it now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it's like definitely camaraderie. Like yeah, you guys are all like hyped on like even like little dorky shit. Like I love that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, it's, it feels there, real. There's like a very large like I think there's a comment on that video. I think it's on that video that's like someone was like that like this video has like the largest gap in 
in skill I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but you do, you've do. you always done that, though. And yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I like that you aren't like, oh, this person has to be this good. Yeah, I like... Yeah, you're I like, just, we're friends with this dude. Like, yeah. We're friends with this girl. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just think it's cool to just be like, just yeah, everyone gets a clip. Yeah. Except for Tony. Sorry, Tony. Tony never gets footage. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, um, does Max Garcon know that he's the goat? Yeah, I mean, he better. He's so good, dude. Someone needs to fucking turn him pro, man. Who does he ride for? He doesn't ride for anybody. How? He's, I don't know. He's like such great style. He's gets so fast. Max is amazing. I've seen him in person a couple times. Skated at Tonkins. He's fucking phenomenal. He's really good. Yeah, he's him. amazing. He's insane at skateboarding. Dude, him and his brother, too, Will, are like... Oh, he has clips in that. Yeah, Will actually has... Will finishes the video mm. up mm. to the credits. Because, yeah, okay, so again, that whole... I mean, Max probably should have theoretically had Ender to that, but I the only reason that he didn't was because then that Spy vs. Spy song also is like... It's like a seven-minute song or something, and then like the last two minutes of it is this very like long, drawn-out kind of repetitive outro. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, I have to, like I really want to use this song because I can like end the video and then like over this outro I can just put credits, yeah. and, like extra footage yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like again, that's how it came out. So then I just put Will's footage at the end. Uh, Angel's face, anyway. Oh really? Yeah. Put them on. Yeah, you can put them on. <laughs> what up? Talk to me. <laughs> What's up, you sick son of a bitch? Nothing. Just beasting. Just beasting some pork brine. We got a single pork brine, which is the appropriate food to eat during an interview. <laughs> what are you doing? You wanna you wanna ask Cooper any questions for the camera, bro? Uh, fuck. <laughs> When you're dropping uh, M slash M2. <laughs> Yo, it's gone next year, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Dude, that would be so... I have considered doing that. It'd be what so funny. Is this? It's an SE. Mm. Yeah. It looks small. I'll have another is. question. Okay. Are you trying to hang out tonight or something? Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to hang out with Amanda. I'm, gonna, I'm probably just going to go home. I'm going to LA tomorrow. What the fuck? I know. I'm gone for two weeks. All right, well, I'll let you. I'll let you do what you're doing. All right, love you, G. Bye. Love you. Okay, bye. That's the monument goat right there. He loves monument. He does love monument. He grew up there, man. Cool. Born on the steps. That's true. Yeah. I watched him one time. I've seen crazy shit monument. One time I saw (laughs) Sean Powers there wake up from a nap, no board. No board, full, full, um, like, like an Averex, like, on, like, oh, yeah. and just dip, just get out of there. He, like, fully slept, no board at Monument alone. Yeah. I've also seen Angel pull up there, do two slappies, and leave. Yeah, that's <laughs> he doesn't fuck right. with the vibe of, like, the three people, like, yeah. he's, yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. gone. Yeah. Definitely. Time I mean, for games. That's the time for games. Um, veggie burrito. How, how long have you been riding for Benz? Uh, well, actually, the first time I ever got a box from Vans 
uh, was because okay, have and have you seen that part that I put out with Pete Spooner and skating is easy? I'm I have questions about that. Um, Love that part. When Love that part. That intro where I do that really long nose slide into the like. Like, it, like the yeah. crusty, like, yeah. double set or while, whatever that is. While I was trying that, that dude, B-Rad, who used to rep for Vans in New York, was, like, literally just walking by while oh. I was trying that. And he was like, he was like, yo, what's up? Like, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking. He's like, he's like, oh, do you, you, like, do you get shoes? Because <laughs> I was wearing Vans, obviously, because I, like, just have always skated Vans. And then he, and I was like, no. He's like, yeah, give me your contact. I'll send you a box. And wow. I was like, okay, cool. And then, like, I got one box from him. And then, but then he got let go, I guess. And then I was hanging out with like Chris Millick and, and, he, he and Pat Franklin. Um, and they both were getting shoes through Johnny Layton. And um, we were just talking about it. And, I, and they were like, dude, you could probably like, just like hit him up, tell him like, you know, I got your email from like Chris and Pat and like I used mm-hmm. to get shoes from from Brad and mm-hmm. then, you know, and then, yeah, and then I just, I don't even know how long ago that was. When did that part come out? A couple of years. Yeah. Two years, years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, getting free shoes is great. Yeah. Where'd you get the balls to do the mismatch shoes? Dude, I want to do it more. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> uh, you have a clip in. I don't know if it's that I filmed one or World Peace. World Peace, I did a lot of mismatch. Yeah, you had uh, mismatch shoes. I've I just really did. wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. You had the black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to do that more. I was thinking I have a, I have two pairs of the Gilbert Crockett highs, and one of them's black with the white stitch with white laces, and then one of them's all white, and I put with they have like a green stripe, and then I put green laces, and I want to do one. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, but I, but I'm always like thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. You always and you also you always had the the colorful grip. Like, yeah. Which I haven't been doing. Was that just on some punk shit? Because I feel like you stuck with it. It was like a trend for a minute. Yeah. Well, you, I like, did. I loved you doing st- it. When you I was stuck a kid. with it. Yeah. yeah. When I was like when I was really young, I loved it, and like I still think it's cool. And so I just kept doing it. Yeah. But it was like. Yeah, I don't know. I guess just like labor would have it all the time, and so I was like, "That's cool. I'm gonna do it again." I gotta, I gotta run that again. Yeah, I think it's been harder to get colored grip since COVID. Yeah, it's harder to get a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. You always had the check, like the checker, the bigger. Yeah. What happened? Oh really? Like the butt drag? Like she's about to drop deuce. Don't drop two. Don't drop two. Don't <laughs> drop two. I never actually heard that. No. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. Yeah, you always have the thick checkered grip. Dude, obviously. I've made that. Yeah? I made that checkered grip. I literally measured and cut out because I, I had a sheet of black and a sheet of white, and I was like, I'm going to do checkerboard, and I literally like cut. I fucking made that shit. Out of yeah, white like, and black? Yeah. Grip separately, yeah. and you just cut Dude. them into equal sized boxes? Yeah, yeah like, with, like a, with a ruler and a razor blade. I have like a hard time like finding the patience to do like anything. I to get my like, necessarily. I get weirdly neurotic about stuff like that, and yeah. then I can just like do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's part of like what, like, what I do for work too requires a bit of that too because like yeah, you just have the things mind have to be that. like very specifically sized and like yeah. Stuff. I I uh, I work uh, at a screen printing shop. Yeah, I've been so there for like it. five years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in screen yeah. printing because it's very hands on and it's very like it's all about lining shit up. Yeah, I mostly sew too uh, for Sick. woven like labels and stuff, and it's 
all that. You have to be like so precise. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always like, been into that too. Yeah. yeah. But I, you had like um, flipping nose wheelie, nolly heel flip. Oh yeah, flip that? nose nose yeah nose wheelie nolly flip. Uh, nolly three flip. up, three down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was. I didn't tell Steven I was gonna. It's a do pretty that. beast clip. That was, crazy. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Sheesh. Yeah, I was like really rocking a lot of colors during that time. I was doing like mm-hmm. the smiley face hoodies and like colored grip and like, multicolored bands. Yeah, yeah. And I did a little bit of that still. But... So are you like how did I've never like really asked one before? I guess like, is it like a flow? amateur type thing for vans like, yeah like it's just they just send me shoes they just send you shoes yeah it's totally like flow There's yeah no, yeah it's not the only um company, like what's the difference they pay you Is yeah that like, like okay so i i skate for crux um and i actually have like a contract with crux oh wow so it's like an incentive contract so they don't like pay me monthly but they will give they'll like pay me for a certain like photo or like video or social media incentive so I actually, like, have a contract with them. Like, I'm, like, on their roster. Yeah. But Vans is just, like, they just send me stuff. Yeah. There's no, like, that's it. Right. It's just, like... Which is yeah. still amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so sick. cool. Yeah. Not having to pay for your shoes when we, like, destroy our okay. shoes is so cool. So many shoes. Dude, I have so many fucking pairs of shoes. Which is bad for me because I, like, hoard them, too, and I'm, like... Because you're, like, like, I might, I might like, wear this yeah. one time. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's hard for me to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's not... It's... Yeah. It's How did the Crux sponsorship come about? Um, Ted Barrow saw me skating Crux and literally was, like, dude, do you actually skate? He's, like, oh, do you skate for Crux? I was going to ask you about that. And I was, like, no, I actually just kind of fuck with them. And he was like, I've never even he was heard like, of them until recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, How dude, long have they been around? Forever, forever. since the 90s. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Long, long dude, time. they're the only truck company that makes like colored and patterned trucks. It's like Thunder. Nobody Thunder. else does that. Same kind of. Yeah, but th- even Thunder, um, it's like they just do like. I think like, Thunders. Yeah. But... Like, because Crux used to make like. They did polka dot. They did wood grain. Whoa. They did like diamond. That's so cool. They did. Yeah. I don't want a yellow real bad. The all yellow trucks. Yeah, they should do all yellow. They, I, dude, I'm begging for them to do a creeper reissue. Do you know? Do you guys know what creeper trucks are? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Look at these. Yeah. So, so, so they did like a niche. They were doing like a niche. Yeah. They do like printed trucks and stuff, and they just reformulated. Like people have kind of like hated on them for a bit because they're like, I get like I don't know their truck. Like people had better trucks for a while, but they actually just recently reformulated their trucks and they're so like they're actually fucking good. good now. So, so you, so you, you oh were God. riding then. Just because you purely... I was just like, them. I fuck with Crux. Because yeah. I like their whole, like, thing. They're, like, the only, like, goofy, like, truck company. Right. Dude, these are Creepers. Um, check it out. Look how fucking sick these are. Got the Dodo sticker. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, I'm loading. These. Oh, I've seen them oh, push. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them push that. Was it Grind Queen? What is that? Grind Queen. Well, Grind King. Grind King's not a company anymore. But okay. grind. Well, you're thinking of the meme page. The right? meme page. Shout out to that's Grind a, Queen. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking because I've seen those trucks. What is that, skate on memes? It. Yeah, skate memes. 
Uh, I find it hard to find a good one. Okay, I I'm not entirely sure. I I maybe I'm just convinced myself of this. I'm pretty sure it's true. I I think Grind King might have been part of NHS. For some reason in my head, I think Crux has like like a, like rights over like Grind like King, like they bought Grind King or something, or, something. Like or yeah, it might have been part of NHS. Um, oh, I just got a weird text from my brother um, oh um but I cause I was talking to you Adam. can answer if you want to no it's okay I'll, I'll call him in a bit um it has nothing to do with either me or him um but uh I was like I'm, I'm gonna seriously try to I don't know how I'm gonna convince it to happen cause I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than it sounds but I fucking think Crux should do a creeper Bring that thing back, dude. I want it back. They would yeah. sell out, dude. People would go nuts. They're so people cool. Would, They're really especially, cool. Especially because when they were being made, people weren't really skating boards larger than like seven, seven, five. Yeah. So even if you can like buy a vintage pair of creepers, they're usually like seven and a half inches wide. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. So they're, they're like real small. Like they should. I want them to like bring it back and like make them an eight and a half, an yeah. inch and five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But fucking sick <laughs> if they did creepers again so so you were skating and ted barrow was he riding for crux or no he no was just he's, he's good friends in? with alex white because they okay. alex white's the like um brand manager for crux mm-hmm. um and she and ted do like a like a they do a podcast thing together oh cool. um it's called vent city mm-hmm. the podcast they do um so anyway, they're they're good friends, and so Ted was like, oh, "I'll just hit Alex up," and then so then I got on. But I'm like, for, like, cause they, like, they're. I mean, as far as like even obviously like in terms of truck companies, but like even like in any sort of like major kind of like skateboard hard goods company, they're very like, like they they push definitely to like have you know queer visibility and like you know like non cis men. Yeah, straight men like visibility. You know, a lot of their riders are. Whereas, like, like other teams are, are not worried yeah, about that at all. Yeah, not at all. I mean, people like people. It's becoming more and more. You know, more people are like realizing that they're fucking close-minded and trying to branch out. But um, they definitely like have been like pushing. You know, hooking people up mm-hmm. like in that realm for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It was just like that was. I just thought it was cool. And, so it was cool to like get involved with that and yeah. be friend like because I'm friendly with some of the other riders that are on there like um, Savannah and Marby and stuff. Who, yeah, and like well, Aaron, that girl Aaron, who's from Delaware, she that like she's like super tech. She has like frontside flips. Oh yeah, or whatever. crazy. She actually just recently quit, but she was on Crux too. Oh really? Oh, she did quit. Yeah, she on um, Sci-Fi Fantasy. Or they're just like home. I think like send them, send her boards and stuff. Yeah, I don't. She's kind of up in there right now. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't she's know. super good. She's, she's definitely gonna get hooked up. Yeah. She's definitely gonna get hooked up. Well, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Time. Double double oh, frontside double yeah. flip switch five out. or yeah. like dude, it's so it blows my mind. Would you Would you ever start a brand? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I mean... Or I, work with people maybe yeah. if they want to. I mean, like, yeah. Like, probably glue 
if I was going to do anything. Yeah. So basically, like, the idea, and I think this is more a conversation about, like, where power lies in, like, these groups of people is, like, the point is not, like, if you, if you, if you're, like, let's say one is trying to start, like, a queer brand, right? For example, okay. quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you have all of these, like, companies that are, like, run by straight white people. And then they're, like, employing queer people as, like, advocates for them. But yep. the reality is, like, behind the curtain, it's still, like, straight white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course. Or whatever. And, in, 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 like, I say straight white because obviously, like, race falls on under that, too. And, like, sure. you know, like, all that stuff. Um, so it's, like, I think it's it's less so about it being, like, everyone on the team is queer or like, you know what I mean? And more so about it being like, this is a company that we started. We all happen to be queer yeah. and we're starting this company, but we're going to do whatever the fuck we want because that, at, at the end of the day, it's what matters. Right. It's not, it's yeah. not about like having a platform that you're limiting to a specific group of people. It's right. about being that platform and then doing whatever you want because that's the point is that like you are queer and now you're in charge and you can decide to put a straight white dude on your team if you want or not right Mm -hmm. it's not really about like it being only those people or not it's just about like them being the ones that are making those decisions absolutely so it's like the fact that i'm like a straight person is like has nothing to do with like whether or not I get on or not, yeah, it's it's more so whether or not like that's a decision that they want to make, you know, because right. of whether or not they fuck with me or not, or they think that I get it, or that I fit in with these people, you know what I mean? Because then, also at the end of the day, it's like if you're starting a team, like you want everyone on that team to be like a unit, yeah, and so like there there will ultimately be a lever that sways towards queerness because if you don't get that and you're not like aware of it and you're not like reading the room, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to vibe with those people anyway, but you get it. I mean, I try to, I think you do. I'm like, like I, yeah. I mean, I try to have an understanding. I try to be empathic and like try to like, you know what I mean? Again, like, me and Steven have been friends for a really long time. Like, and a lot of your other friends, too. I mean, it's not yeah. just, like, you have one example. Like, yeah. you surround yourself with queer people. Yeah. And people that don't identify as the, in quotes, norm. Or yeah, queer. or, like, yeah. you know, yeah. So, again, it's, like, it's not really about whether or not one person is is not, you know, is queer or they're straight or whatever. It's just about, like, do you get it? And you can be straight and you can get it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, obviously, like, the reality is it's going to be less so. There's going to be a smaller group of people in that, like, straight realm that are going to actually fully be able to, like, like mesh and be able to, like, not make those other people feel, like, uncomfortable or, like, feel like mm-hmm. they're not, you know what I mean? Like, have it, again, all be, like, a collective of people that are, like, fucking with each other. Yeah. So... Yeah. I like the way you, you said that, you phrased it in a way that I hadn't thought of. Because, like, they have a lot of brand integrity for themselves. 
yeah. to be one of the first companies that's truly run by the people they're trying to like represent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that makes and, a lot more sense. And at the same time, they're not trying to brand themselves as a queer company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in the in this just in the sense of like what I was saying, it's just like it's about opening the door for like other types of people to just make whatever the fuck they want to make. You know what I mean? Like they're just a skate company. Mm -hmm. They just also happen to be queer. Mm -hmm. And that is part of the reason why they all get along because they all are in that mentality already and all like, you know, like quote unquote get it because like they're living it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's more of like, you know, one follows the other and not about it being, Again, like, like anytime, like, cause talking to Steven for a while about like what they really wanted to do. And for a while, like they were kind of like trying to get on 917, but then like, I thought they were on that whole thing's really fucked up. I talked to Alex one time at LES and I was like, this dude is such a good skater about Stefani. He's like, yeah, he's like on, on 917. Yeah. But he, but like. Alex didn't really like, dude. I mean, Steven, I mean, you can put this in there, but like, whatever, like, air it out. Like, Steven was supposed to have a, video, a part, a full part in that. Okay, so that's basically how Ether came about. Steven was supposed to have a part in oh, the 917 video. For the, the first 917 video? Like, yeah. Video? Yeah. Oh, that, shit. like, that first part was supposed to be Steven's part. Oh, and then, like, all like and a lot of the oh, shit was shit. that stuff that like Steven and I filmed and then like it just got cut like for no reason Damn. you know and then so like Steven was like what the fuck you know and then like so we that's like why it became very collaborative with me and Steven because Steven was like okay well like fuck this like I'm just gonna make it was my just own like thing unprompted then. did they release yeah. the video and like he just went, like, yeah it was like Steven was it. slated to have a part and then basically like was texting with them and they were just like oh yeah we kind of changed your part like changed it as in cut it <laughs> yeah entirely. which means like you have like three clips in there now and it's like a montage and wow. oh and by the way we're still going to use the song that you picked wow that's yeah cool. wow, so that's super fucked yeah like and then, for his first showcase yeah so like, exactly so like again so yeah. were they furious like, yeah they were yeah. fucking pissed like naturally like it was fucked up um so yeah i mean so again like i guess the point i'm trying to make with that is like they were trying to like figure out what they wanted to do and so when we were talking like i obviously was like talking to steven from the beginning about like you know when when glue was just like basically the decision of whether or not to like okay well like maybe i want to start my own thing mm -hmm. yeah um, and then, yeah, and then, like, they met Cher, and they met Leo, and then, like, that all came together very much, so, um, there was a point I was gonna make about that, because there was a reason I brought up talking to Steven about very early on. Oh, right. yeah, I mean, I guess just, like, having conversations with them early on about that ethos, which is basically like, like in terms of nine one seven, like why should there be a straight dude who's like 
making very like queer coded graphics and like so making many. a very queer coded company yeah. and then like half ass putting one queer person on and right. while still like fully supporting like all the other like you know and I like obviously like love like everyone that was on that team at that time like, absolutely I love those yeah. and, like unbelievable team I don't yeah. mean that on them yeah, like they obviously deserve to be hooked up but it's like but Stefan also rips like it's not like yeah they're just there as a piece like yeah. Stefan deserved that yeah exactly like Steven deserved full like one hundred percent like to be on just as much as any of those other dudes because it, especially so. Because he's making a company that is, like, it would be one thing if it was, like, you know, hockey or FA or something. Like, just the first thing came to my mind. Like, where it's, like, it's very much like a skate brand that's just, like, um, I don't know. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, like, Alex is using very, like, queer-oriented aesthetics to build a company. So, like, if you're going to... And my point in bringing that also was just like, you know, or just do, you know, he could have easily made graphics that were in a completely different realm. Mm -hmm. But it's like, so on top of the fact that you're like making a company that's pretty like queer coded to begin with, you're not even supporting the one person that like is like that you're basically appropriating all this culture from in the first place. So it's like, what? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So that was, again, it was like, so it was like, okay. I'm basically going to make my own company and I'm going to do whatever I want because like I have a lot of really good ideas and like I want like I can make a company that's fucking better than that you know what I mean and like yeah take it from there and like I can I can decide if I want to put on a straight person or not essentially you know what I mean because at the end of the day like if it's a straight person on the team like that was a queer decision you know for like you know, mm-hmm. if, like for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. like, I guess it's like a weird way to put it, but yeah, ultimately that. Yeah. To pivot a little bit, uh, you really like cars. Yeah. How do how do you how do you, you pivot? <laughs> that pivot was crazy. That was a crazy pivot. How did you get into cars? I pivot to bacon. Blue to fucking. Oh cars. my god! How did I get into cars? Um... Part of the issue is I wish I actually knew how to work on cars more than I did. I have no fucking idea. I fucking, dude, I... have no idea. My, like, that's, like, my future dream is, like, to somehow finesse a way to, like, work at a fucking, like, garage and, like, YouTube how to, like, build... That YouTube... I wanted to, like, go to vocational school at one point for it. It's pretty cool. I drive a... What do you drive? I drive an old Subaru Legacy. Sick. And is that your legacy on the the white one? No, oh. no, no. Mine's in mine's upstate. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like what year is it? Black, uh, two thousand nine. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, you like you like earlier cars than that? Yeah. You I like mean, the boxier? Right? I fucking love a boxy. Car, yeah, I like man. a boxy car. Like too. it? Yeah, it's just like you know the eighty-eight six like kind yeah. of thing. I drive a two thousand Honda Civic hatchback. Cool. I love the hatchbacks. I wish I got a hatchback. The car needs a lot of work, though. And again, it was like we. So I actually bought the car with with Jaren, my friend Jaren, who I live with, and my other friend Tony, um, because we were gonna like we want to like it was gonna be like a project car. Yeah, like a little fixer up. And obviously, like you know, like we haven't really done much 
I've like I've like taken it to this guy. Like I have a mechanic now, and I've like had him do some work to it, just like just regular like shit that needed fixing or whatever. But the goal is like to to be able to work on it. But living in New York, it's so fucking hard. Like to have space and tools and stuff. It's yeah. Just like I like the photos it. you do of the park jobs. <laughs> What the yeah, hell? Dylan, yeah, Dylan what the hell? <laughs> Finessed it, man. No. I'll tell you, bro. You have no room to even get out. You have no room to even get out of this space. So crazy. Dude, if I had enough room to get in, man, I got enough room to get out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, me, yeah, like, I, I guess I started really, like, I just, it's always been a semi-pedestrian, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. obsession from, like, like, I used to play, like, Need for Speed all the time. Yeah, you like Gran Turismo. You so, yeah, I started playing a lot of Gran Turismo, and then, like, I don't know, I always kind of liked cars, and then, like, I just grew more and recently, and, um, yeah, it's just, like, I just think cars are fucking cool. But I, I think car culture is, like, really stupid. Um, like, most of it, like, yeah. is so fucking macho. Oh, it's so weird, dude. I wish I was like, like really, if I'm being real, I wish I secretly was just like actually really good at cars and like, mm-hmm. and I could actually like fucking like build them out. Yeah, it'd be, you know so, what I mean? that'd cool. be so cool. Buy like a $800 car and you just like know how yeah. to source the parts and you just make it into something exactly. awesome. I wish I could do that. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been, in another life, I would have just gone to fucking, like, trade school to be a car mechanic. That's how I feel, too. My parents wouldn't let me. In high school. They wouldn't let you? Yeah, we have a pipeline to BOCES, uh, which is a, like, they'll vocational, uh, they teach you how to be a cook, teach you how to do graphic design, like, all these different things, but I wanted to learn how to work on cars. My parents are like, nope, you're going to college. (laughs) I was like, what does that have to do with anything? You can do both, but they, they wouldn't let me. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think if I really genuinely wanted to, and I, my parents definitely would have had an issue with it. They were pretty it's a great. I think it's a good resource to have. Like, dude, yeah, are you kidding me? They're like, like money pits. Yeah, I mean, you can like, dude, like, especially the fact that like mechanics are notoriously like pretty like untrustworthy. You know? Yeah, it'd be cool yeah. to just be like a fucking solid dude <laughs> and honest. Shout out to mechanic. my shout out to my mechanic in Bay Ridge, Tony at GMT. He's great. I really got to Tony. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, you, you have a you have a driving simulator. You were saying. Well, about? I have. I bought the. Um, it's a like a Logitech steering wheel for the PS4, and I bought. Like it comes with the the foot pedals, but it fully. I bought the um, the gear the stick shift <laughs> oh extension for it too, so it's fully like like are you sitting up? Yeah, in the like chair you're fully, and it's it's good too. I was worried that it wasn't going to be like legit, but it because I, I do you know how to drive stick at all? Do you drive no, stick? No, okay. It's it's pretty it's pretty like accurate to drive a stick. Wow, it's like obviously it's a, there's a like you can't like stall the car out in the game, but like mm-hmm. it's pretty. Is there uh, a clutch? Yeah, there's wow. a clutch. So you fully have to like um that's <laughs> it's it's really fun. I have to play I haven't been playing a lot recently. When did you start playing drums? Um It's been a weird like like kind of up and down. Like I I've been wanting to play drums for a lot longer than I've really been playing drums. Like Drums are weird because it's an instrument that you can practice without playing, which is like, 
Yeah, like, okay, like, the, I, I really figured out I could play drums in high school by playing rock band. Hmm. And, like, getting, getting okay at it and, like, you know, having, like, my foot work separately. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of video game links here. Yeah. Driving, drums. It's all related to video games. <laughs> all simulated. And skating. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's all, everything I have. It's I can, virtual. I can give thanks to video games for. <laughs> Interesting. Never thought of it that way. Um, but, so, but I never really, like, um, I never, like, the funny thing is my, my aunt, so my aunt's a musician, mm-hmm. um, and she was always kind of, like, pushing like she she actually bought me a drum set when i was a kid and then but i never like really picked up on it and because i was just so obsessed with skateboarding that i just like i didn't want to yeah yeah i was just like that's just where my head was all steam ahead yeah exactly um and the funny thing is so she we actually she like took it back because she's like you know she's like if you like if you don't want to use it it's fine like i'll i have a use you know i'll use it um, so she took it back and kept it and used it. And the drum set that I have now is actually that same drum set. Yeah. Um, so I have it now. It's the, yeah, it's my kit. And then I have is it, it in studio. your apartment? No, it's in, I, we run a studio. So I, I split cool. a studio with like, my, I play in two bands and then there's a third band. You play in Pick? Yeah, it's called Peak. Peak and, and Aspartame. Yeah. Aspartame um, EP is about to drop. I saw that. And like any day now. Um, and then, yeah. So basically like, I, I guess like five or six years ago at this point, I really, really started trying to play more. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because of like, again, just sort of being more obsessed with the music that I like now and just like, you know, wanting to do it and like wanting to make it. And, um, and I started trying to start a band it was just hard to meet like i didn't really know anyone else that played music because it was like mostly people i knew through skating Mm -hmm. like it was really hard for me to find people to play music with for a really long time yeah um and i'm not really good at just like like i don't like sitting down and playing drums by myself honestly doesn't seem it's not really yeah it doesn't seem that great (laughs) yeah um but I started jamming with a couple different people um, and I almost started a band with my friend Jason who lives in Connecticut but he lived in Connecticut so it kind of never turned into anything right and then me and my friend Ita started playing together because my girlfriend at the time Nina and and them were friends um, and uh, Ita plays in this band called Mama, who's the other band that we share the practice space with. But they they moved to New York, and they're based in LA. So it was basically like, yeah, I'm looking for people to like play music with. So we started jamming together, and then we ended up forming Aspartame. We it's funny, it's been like probably like three or four years that we've been a band, and we wow. still haven't put anything out. It's crazy. Your first project. Yeah, the first time that we ever played music together, it was it was me, Ita, and, and Tris McGowan. Because um, Tris plays music. I don't know if you know her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she's also, like, on Glue. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but lives in the Bay Area. And is, like, friends with Cher and stuff. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you. Right. Um, and so we start, we, the three of us 
started playing a little bit together and then like Tris moved and then like and then just sort of like met like basically through Ita met um this guy Spencer um because they knew each other from LA and Spencer moved here and so like we started playing together and then like Spencer met this guy John and then now like now that's our band is like the four of us um and so yeah I mean we just like started playing together and it was like a semi-regularly thing enough where we were like writing music but again we never really like were able to like nail down recording um but like we've still we've continued to play with each other mm-hmm. over these like three or four years. We've still only ever played one show. Is that in that record store? No. We so like Peak, the other band that I play with, came about much more randomly. So after time we've only really played one show. We're we might play another one at that record store. Wait, wasn't that September. Arrogant Slime? What? Arrogant Slime, the venue outside? I think Angels. Oh, I don't know what it was called. It was, was it like, like a, a little, store. Limited oh, to the one. Aspartame. No, the Aspartame show we played. Okay. It was like this store in Williamsburg. And yeah. they were doing... That guy Nurse did like a pop-up mm-hmm. thing where it was like he had people like selling stuff and then like had bands play. And that was our first show. Um, but then... I, so like... So I've really... Yeah. So that was like... You know, like... So again, for the past like four or five years I've really been playing drums more um, and like really practicing and getting better and then that band Peak was very random that that record sort of limited to one yeah um, so Larry the guy that um, started Peak with uh, this dude Mike um, they their drummer moved to Philly and they like would they were friendly with Christian the guy that owns with limited to one and so Larry hit, asked him, he's like, hey, do you know any drummers? And me and Christian are close friends. Hmm. Um, so he like was like, oh, my, like my friend Cooper plays drums. You guys should, you know, try him out or whatever. And so we all, like I, I had never met either of them before. And then we just, the first time we met was when we jammed together for the first time. And then it just worked really well. Wow. We've been playing together for like two years, I think. Oh, two or awesome. three years or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was sick. And I I really actually have Ben to thank for that in a lot of ways because Ben Cato was the first person that told me about Limited to One in the first place because mm-hmm. at the time because he DJs and he like really like you were saying he really digs music like. yeah like he you know he like he buys he's like a record collector right right like really um, and he, so he was like. I know you don't really like buy records or anything, but you should just go to the store and see what they have because it's kind of amazing. Like cool. he has a really cool selection. Cool. And I walked in and I bought four records. Mm-hmm. Like even though I didn't buy records at the time, and this was like probably like four or five years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I fucking buy, spend all my money on records, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and have like. I think I keep a really like cataloged uh, list of everything I own on the Discogs, and That's I have almost cool. like a thousand items. Oh shit! Yeah. So wow. in the past, so basically, like that started it. Yeah, me. that's like, all your money. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I mean, the, the cool thing about buying records is that it is an investment. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like we have a couple of friends that really like buying them. One specifically, Tyler, that really like archives them kind of like you. Yeah. Uh, but that's what he always says, like they're investments. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing about like definitely at the end of the day, it's like if I actually had to, if I was fucked and I like need, needed, you know, if I was like financially fucked and had to, like I, I could sell all those records and make a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, you know, it's cool to like, I don't know, whatever. I don't like, I try not to think of it like that because like I don't ever plan on selling any records ever because <laughs> I like them and I like having them and I think they're fucking cool yeah. and like that's why I buy them. Yeah. But uh, but it is nice to know that like I'm not buying something that's just like getting wasted. You sure. know, it's like even like. It's like buying jewelry or something. It kind yeah. of retains some value there. Yeah. Those even more because they're like art pieces. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, as opposed to buying something well, I mean, I guess, like, a weird in-between thing would be, like, shoes. Because arguably shoes you wear and then they become less valuable. Like, you wear a pair of shoes out. I mean, obviously, it's, like, way different now. Where, like, people are, like, collecting shoes and, like, oh, It's, like, a phenomenon, them. especially with skating shoes now. It's, like, intense. It's yeah. crazy. The so, obviously, like, if you're doing that really, like, you're prop- you're not wearing the shoes. You're, yeah, like, yeah, buying them. You can't really, yeah. But, even, but to, I mean, again, I'm not, like, really into sneakers, so I don't, it kind of is over my head a little bit where I'm, like, like, for me, buying records, I buy records because I like music and I like listening to the records. Like, I don't, I don't buy records and not listen to them. Like, yeah. every record I own, I have, I have listened to and I listen to, you know, whenever I'm home, I'm listening to records. Like... I don't just buy them because they're like right. are collectible. You're not letting them sit in the sleep. You're like, oh my god, yeah, no, no one touched this. And I definitely get p- picky about like, like I, I definitely my like my my ideal when I'm buying a record is to like buy the original pressing of it because mm-hmm. to me I'm like, okay, cool. It's like the thing that has like weight to when the 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 thing came out. Yeah. You want to hear that sound too, but yeah. you don't want to hear a reissue. Yeah. But you know, I mean, obviously there are exceptions because it's like, sometimes I really just want to have a record and then sometimes it's like the first time, oh, this happens a lot where so, a lot of time a record isn't originally put out on vinyl mm. and then like years later they'll do a vinyl Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, they're doing that a lot now. Yeah, especially now. Um, so like obviously like if it's the earliest thing I can get, then I will be like, okay, well, you know, that's like still like the first one or right. whatever. So I'll like right. pu- still push to like want that one. But, but yeah. No. So again, like as opposed to buying sneakers, I'm like, the point of buying sneakers is because you want to wear them. Yeah. So like if I'm, if I'm going to do that, like, then I'm just not going to wear them. They're just going to sit in a box. Like that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So again, it's like something that I feel like less bad about. Even just like spending a lot of money on food, which like I also do. But like if, you know, in terms of like stuff that's like, okay, I'm going to like spend a bunch of money it's on gone this. Gone instantaneous. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's more of like yeah. a, I can like feel comfortable. Like, so like that little space that y'all like rock out in, uh-huh. that's that studio oh it's well we rent a space on uh near it's right by cooper park and that's uh, like where you guys because like i'll see the recordings of you guys oh, like yeah, playing that's yeah, like that's in that there. Space. that's cool because yeah. no one like complains 
It's a it's fully a music um, studio. Like the oh, whole building amazing. is studio. Oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's like how it has to work. Yeah, because I, dude, yeah, I mean that's the other thing too about drums like, are so dude, loud. Playing drums drums are so loud. Holy shit! Oh god, it's so loud and like, I had dude. I was living in Sunset Park for a while, um, right, right when I graduated college, right when I was starting to try to play drums more, but I was still kind of looking for people to play with. Mm-hmm. And I, I lived, you know, it was like a brownstone style building where it was just like three floors. Yeah. And we were on the top floor and I, our downstairs neighbors also happened to be musicians. Mm. And so I like I was like, hey, how, like, would you guys be okay if I like had a drum set upstairs and only played it during the day? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I actually had drums in my room for a bit. It's pretty cool. But even then, I rarely played them because I would just be like really self conscious about the fact that I'm like, ha- like everyone can hear what the fuck I'm playing. Yeah. And also like. Even if they're like cool with it and they get it, the it's still like fucking are annoying. crazy in yeah. a like small space like this. So yeah. like when when I when we started that band Aspartame, we were originally just there's a, a an hourly rental space called the Sweat Shop. Um, that's also Dumb by Cooper name. Park. It's terrible, man. <laughs> Uh, and so we would go in there and like, it's like 20 bucks an hour or whatever. And then yeah, we would go really in cheap. there and then, and then we were like, okay, well we're a band now, I guess. And like, I, I met like this person, Nicole, um, who also, she almost ended up joining Aspartame too, but she's actually, she's who I've record, we've recorded everything with since I started like we recorded the aspartame stuff with her and and have and the last peak thing we put out we recorded with her cuz she's like an engineer Very cool. and built a studio but she she had a space in like so there's sweatshop and then like partnered with it is Danbro Studios so sweatshop is like the hourly place and Danbro is the monthly rental place um and we um so we we met her and then we're like oh can we like hop in and like pay and that's kind of how it works in New York is like a group of bands will get together and then rent a space and then they'll like have a calendar. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so we just sort of like put on like, okay, I'm, we're going to be in here on Tuesdays and like you're going to be here on Wednesdays and whatever. Yeah. And that's like kind of how it works because it's like so expensive to have a studio. I can't imagine, yeah. Like for a box that's like, uh, I don't know, like 12 feet by like seven feet or whatever it's like 550 bucks a month oh my god so yeah like yeah you guys look packed in yeah. there you know yeah. so again yeah like you know if we have three bands that's like you know or in and, and some extras i think there's like 14 people in total so for you know 550 bucks split 14 ways is not bad not bad like 40 bucks a month yeah so that's great but again you need to like have all those people and like have them all be like down and you know it's it's pretty fucking hard to do especially yeah. if you're like i just that so again this is a very long drama question answer to your question of how long <laughs> i've been playing drums for yeah because it's kind of like it's not like i started playing drums and then i've just been playing since it's yeah, just it's like been a, a very like yeah it's just a long process yeah um and yeah and again a lot of like a lot of it has just been like practice mental practice 
every time I listen to music, I just think about what the drum is and like try to figure it out. And if you like think hard enough, you can usually just figure it out. Yeah. Like I can learn how to play a song on drums by just listening to it. Um, for the most part, you know, it's still like, your ear like changes. Yeah. Where you you just like hear it, you know? And again, there's not really another instrument you can really do that with. Yeah, no. Like with guitar, like even if you're really good at guitar and you're like aware and you're able to pick out notes, you can't like hear a song and like play it mentally. You know, you have to like learn what the chords are and then like, you know, it's a much more like removed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's very, but yeah, with drums, it's like, okay, I like there's only you start six tapping things. on something. And like, yeah, like, and it's very easy to like pick out like what's being played at a given time you know it's not like figuring out a chord it's like okay the hi-hat is a hi-hat snare is a snare yeah i don't have to like figure out what it is that's being played you know yeah so again it's very easy to just like listen to a song and just be like okay like this is how the beat is Mm -hmm. and this is how i play it and and then you can just translate it Mm -hmm. so dude congrats on the ep Thank you. So when when do you think that will be like out? Probably in a couple of weeks or something. That's awesome. Is it getting mastered right now it's, or something? It just finished being mastered. Um, we're doing like just a very. It'll be available online. Obviously, I'm trying to get it on like Spotify and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you do a lot of Bandcamp. I saw. Yeah, it'll definitely be on Bandcamp, and we're doing like a run of 50 tapes the name aspartame is a great name like i could thank see you. it on a shirt yeah thank you yeah yeah i thought it was cool yeah. a lot of people don't i'm realizing don't know what aspartame is it's like they probably sweet. drink it a lot or but they drink consume it a lot, it a lot. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah there are also i found out um later on after naming the band that there was a, there was another band called aspartame <gasps> they were like a florida like kind of hardcore db band um, but they put like one thing out like many years ago and then haven't since you know whatever it happens so, like there's like title. everything's been done already so yeah. fuck it why not yeah it's hard Angel had uh, said that you're you're straight edge <laughs> what, is, what, what does that mean to, what does that mean to you uh, I'm not straight edge I don't identify as being straight edge this is what I'm saying what does that mean like everyone um, I've heard different definitions of it Straight edge is like a movement in hardcore. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. That's about sobriety. Um, but it's weird. So I am sober. So like that's for me, that's that I consider myself straight edge because I'm sober. Yeah. But, oh, you're also sober? Like sober. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've always been sober my whole life. Um, oh, your whole life. Yeah. I've never drank. I cannot really. Or <laughs> done drugs. Yeah. yeah. Um, just for whatever reason, I just never did, and then I still don't. Um, wow. And um, but straight edge is like straight edge is like a music scene, basically. Yeah. And I don't know, like straight edge started out as a cool thing, but it just got really weird. It became like very, very violent and yeah, it's like gang shit. It became very toxic, right? Yeah, because it was like I don't know, like like oh, like there's definitely an overarching like. Uh, theme of like elitism in straight edge where I think a lot of people just like Mm -hmm. when they follow straight edge they do it as a teenager and and then it becomes this thing where it's like they like I think 
you know, whatever you need to do to stay sober is, you know, as long as it keeps you sober and you're not hurting other people, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But like, I think, you know, it got very like, you know, like better than you kind of thing. Like, and it, and again, it became, and then the, it ended up, there was a lot of like straight edge, like, uh, like, like, uh, communities that are like are very violent because they'll basically like go to shows and like kick the shit out of teenagers or like to just release or something because they're like they're like this shit is bad so like fuck you if you drink fuck you if you smoke cigarettes like we're gonna kick your ass it's so backwards it's so fucking backwards dude because it was like that's crazy i could never yeah it started someone over that i know Uh. It, it started as a delineation of a not a delineation but like a there's a like that minor threat song straight edge so like ian mckay kind of coined the term accidentally because it was like i've got a straight edge like i'm not dulled by drugs or whatever Mm, mm. um and so like it it just like it's really just a song and like and then like it blew up and then it became like a whole thing in hardcore it becomes straight edge and then like there was a bunch of straight edge bands and then but yeah it did become very like toxic weird because i've heard it two ways like because my parents used to say just like be straight edge but they just meant sober yeah but then it's i heard it mess with that right and then i heard it be like i have a x swatch uh-huh i and actually love that why i kind of want one angel is, has the same one dude that watch is amazing I know. but it, it's a reissue from the 80s one yeah and uh my co-worker was like what's good with that and i was like what do you mean i had no idea what it was oh I just, really yeah i just liked it you still have it can i buy it off <laughs> i do still have it <laughs> <at home. laughs> um actually angel and angel got that watch because eddie my friend eddie that guy he we were talking about earlier yeah he 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 actually bought it. i was with him when he bought it because he was like trying to be straight edge for a while and then he was like yeah fuck it up I don't care. I'm going to drink and whatever. And yeah. He gave it to Angel. I so didn't, that's how Angel I didn't know, but my coworker was like, that's a straight edge thing. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they used to mark people with X on their hand. At if shows, they were like, if they were young underage. to drink. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, well now this is full embodiment. Cause like I don't drink or smoke or like, yeah, that's funny how it drugs. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could claim Edge if you want. Yeah, but I'll listen to hardcore music. I, know, and like, I, know, I, I wouldn't even want to. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> wouldn't even want to do that. But yeah, no, but it's, yeah, again, that's, so yeah, that's how it came. That's where the X comes from, is the, is marking, marking your hands at All Ages shows. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, they would, that's how All Ages shows basically, like, came about and, like, were able to exist. To, because to, they would they be at a venue, the they would be like, we like and it then it became a thing where like we don't want to drink you know so it was like it was a way yeah again for like hardcore and for punk it was like a way because like the goal with like most punk music is to you know it's like often has like a very strong political message and and for a lot of bands like they want to they don't want to just play to and didn't want to play shows to adults like they wanted to play to kids too like who were uh, like into it and so it was a way to like make shows more accessible by being like okay well like how like how about you let us play a show here at this bar or whatever or like a venue that like serves alcohol and yeah and just like anyone who's underage you put an x on their hand and then therefore they you know that they aren't allowed to be served alcohol or whatever so and then yeah and so it was like a symbol that just then like became like yeah became Mm -hmm. straight edge synonymous with 
or appropriated by or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't I don't identify as straight edge, but I am sober. But you're sober and really sober. Like yeah, you like never, never even touch really. anything. Yeah. Have you ever had the desire to? I mean, like, not not obviously not enough. <laughs> yeah, clearly not enough. You're 27. You're not young. Yeah. Like, you could have fully. Yeah. Yeah. I just like. I try not to think of it as like one, like, like one singular decision that I've made for my life, mm-hmm. and I try to think of it more as just like a like something I decide to do every day. I like that. I like because that. like again that so that's why I'm kind of like adamant about like not claiming edge because I think also there's a lot of people who like who grew up in that scene and were straight edge and then like broke edge you know and then like became full-blown alcoholics or like yeah, you know, addicted yeah. to drugs because like it's like i th- i think there's also a problem in, in extremities in that way where when you Absolutely. force yourself not to do something it makes it much more yeah. of something that you you know like builds up inside yeah that's why i like you it. saying it's like an everyday thing because yeah. when you hard line it sometimes you're like I just want to yeah. do this and thing you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, it's, yeah. And I've seen it and I heard it. It happened to so many people where they like they don't drink until they're like twenty five or whatever, and then they like become yeah, they just like fucking like become alcoholics or whatever. Like, and so like I, I'm definitely like lucky to have recognized that early on. Where you know I think maybe when I was like twelve or thirteen, I was like I'm straight edge because like I listened, I liked punk music and I like mm-hmm. knew what it was and I knew that I like didn't want to drink it. You know, like every kid is like, you know, who's like that. It's like, I'm not going to drink ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually like in high school was like moved away from punk a lot. And I actually like pretty much mostly listened to hip hop and like, like, you know, indie rock or whatever. Like I didn't really listen to hardcore or punk or definitely didn't listen to emo in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, surpri- I'm even surprised now that I like still decided to just like keep not drinking through high school because it definitely like could have gone that route. Yeah. Um, um, but then, yeah, but then it was also like, I, I kind of like realized early on that I guess I just like stopped thinking about straight edge because I wasn't really like listening to it that much anymore. Right. And I, and then, but I also part of it was like realizing that, yeah, like, maybe the best thing for me to do is just is like realize that like I may one day decide that I want to do this mm-hmm. and um, but I don't right now and I don't want to like be like beating myself up about it later yeah, on yeah, or yeah. like whatever Put that pressure on yourself like exactly. that at such a young age too yeah and I think in ironically it, it helped me not want to decide to do it because it what it then sort of became a thing that was like okay I, I can if I want to like nobody's stopping me from you know obviously like well my parents might but even still like it's funny like my like my dad is still like like from early on was like he like not not that he's not supportive of it but he's like He's like, so, like, were you going to drink? You know what I mean? Oh, really? like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, <laughs> or, like, whatever. Like, it was, it's definitely very much, like, you know, like, when I turned 21, he's like, so, like, are you going to drink? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, really? You know what I mean? It was very yeah. much, like, that kind of thing. Where yeah, like, like, almost like he wanted you to? Yeah, in a weird way. Or I think, you know, I think, you know. You think it made him feel weird that you were sober? 
Like, Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't think he feels weird about it. Because I feel that sometimes with other people where I feel like they're like, don't this dude just drink yeah, or something? Exactly. Yeah. yeah I hate that. But I know. I hate that shit because I'm like, dude, I mean, it's a little bit different for you, but I'm like, I don't like who I am when I'm drunk or how I get, so I'd just rather just not do yeah. that. Yeah. And that's cool. It's good that you can recognize that and like yeah. do it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, for me, like, I guess, again, now at, the, like, at this point, I'm like, okay, I've gone, like, this far, like, again, if I really want to fucking decide I want to drink, then, like, I guess I'll do it. But, like, I really don't want to now mm-hmm. because I've, like, developed as a human being without mm-hmm. doing it. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm at where I'm at. And, like, I definitely, like, yeah. Again, Dude, living so like, sober is amazing. Yeah. I've, like, fully embodied it in the last couple of weeks where I'm, like, so happy that I feel the ways I do sober. Like, I never need to rely on, like, having this release of anything. Like, I yeah. really like it. Yeah. And yeah. you can funnel that energy into other shit. Other shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Again, which is, like, you know, with, with music, straight edge music, I think, like, I mean, I like a lot of straight edge music. And I like the core of it where it's like funneling that desire to like rely on drugs and alcohol to be happy mm-hmm. and like taking that energy and funneling it into something positive and like fulfilling, you yeah. know, like making music and like creating something out of it. Mm-hmm. So like the core of that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And obviously there is like, you know, and then when it started, it was very much that and it's cool. That's yeah. why I like a lot of that music. Yeah. Um, but I also like a lot of music that I probably shouldn't like anyway. So, like, I'll fucking listen to Bonehead shit, even though, like, <laughs> I definitely, like, try not to listen to, like, Earth Crisis a lot, though. I don't know if you know that is. No. Just because I, like, they're, like, a they're like a hardline straight-edge band. They're, like, vegan straight-edge. Um, and there was a lot of, like, vegan straight-edge, too. Oh, so, shit. like, it became, like, crazy, like... Yeah, they call it hardline. Um, so, like, obviously, like, it makes sense. Like, you're not doing drugs and alcohol because you're, like, you know, taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and taking care of your body mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so, like, being vegan is also stems from that, too. And so the whole concept is, like, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah. Like having a movement that's like involved in something that's really cool. And then it's also like about doing something that's like good for yourself and good for the environment and good for your community, you know, theoretically it sucks. But then like, again, like it just can, it sucks that it got like so toxic. You're like, dude, you just fucked this like thing that could have been really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And just like turned it into this like macho, like violent fucking like, ironically ignorant thing you know what i mean whereas instead of just being like yeah because then again i think i think when you get to a certain point with that where you're like forcing yourself to like be that way you like you have like resentment towards others who aren't yeah. and you it's think all about I, outing other people exactly yeah, yeah. And you it's think, not elitist shit that you were exactly saying before, yeah. and you think everyone else has to conform to like what you're doing mm-hmm when the reality is it's like dude all those decisions that you make are are your own decisions and like i'm I'm also really thankful that i i didn't really feel that way about people who like drank or did drugs like i've never i've never felt like doing that was like 
like a like a you know quote unquote bad thing or whatever like i yeah. like i never try to judge people for doing it yeah especially if they you know because i don't at the end of the day like i don't think drinking or smoke especially like smoking weed or like whatever like doing drugs in 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 like you know like a safe and like decent capacity is like not a bad thing like mm-hmm. people want to like live their life and do their thing and yeah. it's not my decision to make that for them and that's fine yeah. and like i'm completely comfortable being around it and like i don't i also don't want to like other myself from people that do sure because like again it's like if you if you push yourself to be like super against it then you push yourself away from those people and then again it comes back to that thing where like if you now like break edge and now you're like drinking and now you're like fuck i just like judged all those people for all those years and like completely out like you know made myself an outsider and like pushed myself away from from something that like i could have easily been a part of if i had just like not been ignorant you know what i mean yeah so again like it's all kind of connected in that way where i'm like it's a decision that i make and i don't judge anyone else for doing what they want to do and i'm happy to be around it and like i just i'm also just really extroverted and i being around people so yeah. like i like going to bars and i like going to parties uh, yeah so you have to have that balance yeah, yeah so you can't like, just be there and be like, i'll give a fuck all these people exactly like, yeah fucking idiots because yeah. i feel the same like sometimes i'm like i'll be upset with my friends when like they're too drunk or i i think i feel like they're fucking up because mm-hmm. i don't want that for them but like i go to bars and don't drink all the time so like i'm around drunk people yeah it's like part of it like at the end of the day it's like also, like, I have seriously a lot, a lot, a lot of respect for people that that do have an issue with drugs and alcohol. For sure. And then can, like, overcome it. Oh, for sure, like, man. I, like, is so hard. To me, it's, that, to me, is way, way, way harder to do than to do what I do, which yeah, is just yeah. to have never done it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, it's, like, like, I had foresight, I guess, but, like, I don't have anything to, like, think about. Like, I'm just living my life, yeah. you know? Yeah. But to, like, to to go there, especially for people I know that, like, have been addicted to heroin or whatever and, like, are sober now, I'm like, dude, I can't, like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine, like, mm-hmm. being at that point, like, and, like, dude, it probably, like, doing heroin probably is, like, I'm sure there is nothing better in the world. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I like I, I can't I literally can't empathize with what that feels like yeah and I'm sure it's incredible yeah and so to like let that like completely take over your life and consume you mm-hmm. and like put you at rock bottom and then for you to pull yourself out of that and like like and then grow out of it and like be sober and like develop a life and you know what I mean like it's fucking gnarly dude it takes a lot it takes a lot to do that yeah so yeah again that's why I like again like back to my hack I don't really try to judge people for the decisions that they make because like dude everyone's got their own shit and like at the end of the day like drinking and doing drugs is like not the worst thing in the world it's really not 